Blog Talk Radio. going on out of there? How y'all doing on this cold Monday afternoon? Ah, yes, the 19th day of December 2013. What's going on? Welcome to Let's Talk on Blog Talk Radio. I am your host, Mr. Talk in the House. Okay, y'all like that pause. (laughs) All right, man, what's going on? How y'all doing out there? Hope everyone had a great weekend and, uh, Ready for a very interesting show. A very, very interesting show. Hopefully, anyway. Of course, I got to tell you how you can make the show interesting, as you always do, and good. And also, what are we going to be talking about? I'm trying to get everything organized. I thought I had everything organized, man. Like everything just fell apart all of a sudden. But anyway, welcome to the show, man. I'll tell you, great day, great day. Ah, another another weekend has passed, and we've survived, and everyone, everyone is here. (laughs) Okay, anyway. So let me tell you how you be part of the show real fast here. Um, number one, the easiest way is just call me, man. That's all you can do. Pick up your phone, dial 347-838-8622. Once again, that's 347-838-8622. You can email me at ericletslettstalk at gmail.com. And our chat room is open. You can join the conversation there as well at www blogtalkradio.com forward slash Mr. Talk. So those are all the ways you can participate in the show, and I do look forward to hearing from each and every one of you. Alright? Hey, I don't know what's going on with the studio today, man. I uploaded some music, and the music is not there. But of course, y'all know I always have standby music. <laughs> so, yes, I said all that to say I do have a song of the day for you. We have a quote of the day that is very, very <laughs> enlightening. Yes, sir. You know, when I read this, I was like, wow, man, and so truthful. So we'll be getting to that in a little while as well. So 
Those are all the ways you can participate in the show, and that's what I have in store for you. Today is open mic, baby. Open mic. That means you get con- you get control of the conversation. You know, whatever you want to talk about, that's what we can talk about, okay? But let's be realistic, y'all. Don't call in here with no nonsense, okay? <laughs> I know it was after the weekend, and, you know, try, some people try you. But we hopefully won't have to go through that today like we did last week. And uh, it'll be good. It'll all be good. Um, also... Uh, let's see what else was I gonna say. Yeah, let me tell you about um the rules. No cussing, no fussing, no disrespect, no talking over each other, no use of the n words, no anything derogatory toward any group of people, person, or what have you. And we all get along. That's right. This is an adult show, and adult shows should be able to have conversations without the name callings, what have you. Now. If you cannot properly, <laughs> and I'm saying this in the nicest way, um, form your thought process uh, without all the above that has, have been mentioned, then don't call, <laughs> okay? <laughs> because um, you're just not going to get hurt. Uh, I'm just going to be frank and blunt, and as you can say, you're just not going to be hurt, okay? Because that's not how we run the thing here, Um if you want to call in and act up or what have you, there's other shows on the air that I'm sure will more than welcome you. But this is not one of those shows. <laughs> this is not that type of show. Let me put it that way. Okay? So, anyway, those that's how we rolled here on Let's Talk. As I mentioned before, I am your host, Mr. Talk. And, yeah, that's what we're going to do, y'all. That's what we're going to do. Um, Let's see. What else do we have for you? Um, as I said before, we have the quote of the day and the song of the day. Um, but before I get to those, you know, now you know what this this quote of the day is is just it's, it's biting at me. You, you know how you got someone right there in front of you and it's just gnawing at your neck or what have you. <laughs> like you got to get it out. You got to get it out. Yeah, man, I got to get this quote out right here. Um, also, before I get read the quote. See, I'm, my mind is running back and forth right now. I told you, it's, it's beating me up. Um, we have a couple of clips of Michelle Obama and Donald Trump uh, regarding hope, the country and hope. You know, both of them made statements regarding that, and um, I thought it was interesting. It'd be something we can start off with and see what you think about that. Uh, <laughs> it's just I, I'm just looking forward for a great show, man. I really am. I'm I'm excited about it, about the show today. So hopefully you'll be you're excited as well. All right. Um. So here's your quote of the day, and it's coming from Abraham Lincoln. No man is good enough to govern another man without the other man's consent. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Can you put it any simpler than that? No man is good enough to govern another man without the other, that other man's consent. That's right. Nobody can rule over you unless you let them. <laughs> I, I don't know any other way to put it. I, I really don't. Uh, and, that you know, that goes as far as life in general, you know. 
Man, that's that's just part of life. No one can control you unless you let them control you. You have to. You have to uh, um, give anybody the power, and that, that's a good word I'm gonna use right now. The power over you. And that that's that's some powerful stuff right there, man. That that really is, because as as adults we know, we know when we don't want to do something and we know. Um, that's not what's supposed to happen. We stand up for we stand up for it, correct? Somebody bother your children, and you know your child was right. You fight tooth and nail for that, right? Mm-hmm. But the, the interesting part is, you go to the doctor, and you know the doctor's not giving you what you need, but you sit there and let and take that from the doctor, which in essence has given him control over you. Now let's let's take it to a, a bigger picture. <laughs> let's take it to a bigger picture. Let's talk about what's going on today, December the nineteenth. The electoral college across this country is getting together in state capitals, and they're placing their votes for the president of the United States. One of the final steps in actually electing a president. Um. <laughs> now, everybody's worried about Trump, 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 Trump. What he's gonna do? Well, let's remember, just like like um Abraham Lincoln said, only way he can affect you in the worst way is if you let him. You know, and, and we we've often said it. You know, everybody get worried about what what the um. The, the the establishment is going to do, you know, do for you, do to you, what have you. And, and the bottom line is you still can control all that to the, for the most part as of what happens in, in, to you, period. And that goes back a little bit to what we were talking about Friday when we were talking about um, this um, government with the Moors and things of that nature. You know, that sounds good. It sounded good. It really did. But, um, uh, the bottom line is you if you don't have the resources then you know you you still going to have somebody in control of you cuz basically that's the you don't have anything to gain control of to fight it with i don't know i don't know that i don't like the way that sounded i have to rethink that one during the um song cuz then come back and correct that that didn't sound right but anyway we'll get to it um so that's what we're going to be doing. That's what I'm going to start off talking about. Once again, you know, this is open mic. So during the, when the song of the day plan, you got anything you want to talk about, write down your notes and you can give me a call and we can go ahead and talk about it. All right. It's simple, simple. Okay. So let me give my shout outs real fast. I got guest 1019 and guest 951 in my chat room. Thank you for dropping by. On my switchboard. Oh man, my switchboard is getting hot here. I got Eric code three one two three one two four zero four, and I got a bunch of ones. A Skype caller. <laughs> Welcome to the show, y'all. I'm glad you can make it, and um, we're gonna get the rocket and rolling here real soon. All right. So first things first, though. That's gonna get the song of the day out of the way, and it kind of goes with a lot of people. What a lot of people are thinking right now, and uh, how they feeling. <laughs> it's interesting. That's right, y'all. It's open mic, and I'm I'm open mic too. I don't have a script in front of me, and I'm just going by the way I'm feeling right now. So if I sound like I'm rum, rumbling, bumbling, and stumbling a little bit, I may be. 
I may be, but it's open mic. And that's what I want to do. <laughs> All right. So without further ado, man, here's your song of the day. Mr. B.B. King and Miss Tracy Chapman. The thrill is gone, baby. I'll see y'all in about four minutes. Enjoy the music.
All right, there was your song of the day, baby. The thrill is gone. Mr. B.B. King and Miss Tracy Chapman, I'm telling you, man, I was just getting into the groove, and they just shut down. <laughs> I guess we really didn't need to go a little any further than that, huh? All right, y'all, so anyway, welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Mr. Talk. This is Let's Talk, and uh, a lot to talk about, a lot to talk about, okay? Lot, 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 a whole lot to talk about, and uh, <laughs> I don't even know where to start. Oh yeah, it's open mic. It's open mic. So if you want to call in and talk to me about something that's been bothering you, that's on your mind, or just in general, um, you know the number. If you don't, I'm gonna give it to you: three four seven eight three eight eight six two two. And your whatever rates you got gonna apply. All right, so don't send Mr. Talk a bill, because Mr. Talk won't send the bill back to you. <laughs> All right. Uh, also, you can email me at Eric Let's Talk L E T S um, at gmail dot com, and don't forget um, our chat room is open as well at www.blogtalkradio.com. dot dot com. So those are all the ways you can participate on the show uh, right now, right here today, and um, I want to hear from you, y'all. It's open mic, so it's on. It's on you today. It really is. But if not, you know, I can put it on my shoulder and ride. Oh yeah. Okay. So the quote of the day was simple, easy. No man is good enough to govern another man without that other man's consent. Who? In other words, if you let him, it's going to happen. If not, oh well. <sighs> hey. Put up a fight. Do what you got to do. All right. So today is the 19th. And uh, as I mentioned before, you got the Electoral College voting and um, for the president of the United States. And you got those individuals that are out there um, protesting, talking about you need to, you know, change your vote. Why? It, look, you know, with this process that, that we go through every four years, it's interesting that no one has really picked up on the fact of how this system works, okay? This political system known as the presidential election is, is most people think it's just one part. No, this thing has, has multiple parts, you know. Of course, you have the, 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 the candidates that's out there jockeying, you know, for instance, the Republicans, they, you know, they had 15 people up on the stage at one time. And that wasn't all of them. Okay, so that has to be narrowed down, okay, to the one person. So step two, you nominate whoever you're going to Then you get to the step three part where they run against the other person and you go through all the, the name calling, mudslinging, um, Promises with no details and things of that nature. All right, now you hear step four, where the electoral college says, "Okay, we really don't care about who won the popular vote. We gonna go with who we think gonna do the best job." All right. So after that, after today, if everything goes as as predicted, and Donald Trump receives his two hundred and seventy electoral votes from the electoral college. Then the process moves on to the House of Representatives, who would have to ratify or verify that the votes are true and certify that whoever received the 270 votes is the president, next president of the United States of America. 
that's how it works. <laughs> then, of course, on January 20th, uh, somewhere up in there, um, you have the inauguration and thus begins the next administration, which this administration is one of the richest there have ever been. I mean, these cats, <laughs> billionaires, they got some cash. Now, um, I listen to a couple of shows during the day and morning time but while I'm preparing for the show. And there's a lot of individuals that are concerned that all these rich guys going to forget about the little guy, especially small business. And when, when it's talking, is that when they're talking, it's interesting because it's they're not breaking it down by the ethnicity or anything like that. They're just saying, what about the small business guy? What about this person? What about that person? And I'm listening to him like, huh. you know, once again, the American people have missed the boat on this thing. You know, that, what have, out of all these years, as of you being an adult, or ever, you know, being an adult, have, has a, oh man, how can I put this? How, when did have they really cared about anybody below uh, below themselves? Let's put it there, besides themselves. Let's be honest with this thing, okay? You know, yeah, they're rich. They have money. And no, they're not thinking about the middle class, the, 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 the <laughs> invisible middle class, or those that live in poverty on, or check, paycheck to paycheck, um, have two or three jobs. They're not worried about that. that that's the first thing from their mind. Only thing that the, the establishment is worried about right now is how they can make you some more money, make themselves some more money. Yeah, it's just that simple. Um, and if you believe that there's anything beside that going on, then I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> it's like you're living in a fairy tale. A very big fairy tale at that. Um, so, you know, we, over the weekend, I got together with some of my military buddies, you know, that we served with, um, and we try to get together once a month and, and, you know, the conversation, we have some great conversations and it's amazing at the thought process, um, that, that goes on in conversations and someone brought out a very good point, you know, if you're that worried, if you're that worried about um, banks closing or um, jobs being lost or what have you, then you prepare yourself for it. You know, you prepare yourself. Put it that way. You don't have to, um, <laughs> you know, it, I mean, Let's let's be honest. That's what you do. You you prepare yourself and your family, your immediate family. Now, everybody, I mean, you can spread the word like we try and do here on on shows such as this. But you you're not going. Everybody's not going to be receptive to what you're trying to say. So, what what happens then? You keep driving on. You keep you keep rolling. You keep rolling. That's what happens. Because once you allow yourself to be taken in by by the the 
the game, and that's a great word, the game that's, that that is being played, um, then you become a pawn in the game yourself. Once again, then you give control of what you can achieve because you're you're waiting on somebody else to help you to get where you can get there by get by yourself. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting thought process, huh? And um, and I'm, I, and I'm going this route because I got a couple of clips I want to play uh, where Michelle Obama did an interview with Oprah, and she said a very interesting thing about hope. And then, you know, it got back to the president-elect, and then he had his little comments to say. And I, I really want to know what, what are your thoughts on these two comments, because I found them very interesting and very um, – it's an interesting perspective how worded worded their thoughts on what hope is and where – this country is right now as far as as a thought pro in a thought process um the narrative of where where this country is and you know i I really want to know what you you're thinking because it it really kind of made me stop and say wow it, this is a scary time it really is it's scary you thought the last eight years was scary now I know oh boy I'm gonna say it now because I know some some individuals out there think the last eight years have been great. You know, <laughs> you know, then the last great years uh, have been great. Yes, yes, Shadow Warrior, I am on. Oh, <laughs> uh, y'all tell me y'all can't hear me or something? Please tell me you can hear me, cause um, you know, I'm just talking and yanking and nobody can hear me. That's not a good thing. Um. <laughs> I can hear myself. Okay, but anyway, all my numbers and, and my, my, my meters say I'm on, so I'm, I must be good. But anyway, so let me play these two clips. They're not that long. One is like a minute 24. The other one's like a minute 36. And um, then we're going to come back and see what you got to say about, about these two little mini clips right here. Um, don't forget that they is open mic. So you got something on your mind, call me 347-838-8622. If not, hey, we can ride. I told you I'm prepared, man. I'm prepared. All right, this first clip is um, you're going to hear Oprah. And, um, well, you probably just hear Michelle talking about what she think hope is. And the next one would be um, Donald Trump's response to what Michelle said in this interview. Also, speaking of hope and what he thought Michelle meant when he said it, okay? So, without further ado, man, here's your clips. I'll be right back. See, now we're feeling what not having hope feels like, <laughs> you know? <laughs> hope is necessary. It's, it's a necessary concept. <laughs> and Barack didn't just talk about hope because he thought it was just a nice slogan to get votes. I mean, he and I and so many believe that if you, what else do you have if you don't have hope? Yeah. What do you give your kids if you can't give them hope? You know, our children respond to crises the way they see us respond. You know, it's like the toddler that bumps his head That's on the right. table and they look up at you to figure out whether it hurts. And if you're like, oh my God, they're crying. But if you're like, you know what, babe, it's okay. It's yes. okay. And I feel that way about the nation. I feel that Barack has been that 
for the nation in ways that people um, will come to appreciate. Mm. Having a grown-up in the White House who can say to you in times of crisis and turmoil, hey, it's going to be okay. Let's remember the good things that we have. Let's look at the future. Let's look at all the things that we're building. All of this is important for our kids to stay focused and to feel uh, like their work isn't in vain, that their lives aren't in vain. What do we do if we don't have hope, Oprah? Michelle Obama said yesterday that there's no hope. But I assume she was talking about the past, not the future, because I'm telling you, we have tremendous hope, and we have tremendous promise and tremendous potential. We are going to be so successful as a country again. We are going to be amazing. And I, I actually think she made that statement not meaning it the way it came out. I really do, because I met with President Obama and Michelle Obama in the White House. My wife was there. She could not have been nicer. I honestly believe she meant that statement in a different way than it came out. Because I believe, I believe there is tremendous hope and beyond hope. We have such potential. This country has such potential. You watch. It's going to be so special. Things are going to happen like you haven't seen happen in many, many decades. This is truly an exciting time to be alive. The script is not yet written. We do not know what the page will read tomorrow. But for the first time in a long time, what we do know is that the pages will be authored by each and every one of you. It's a movement. All right, so the first one was, as I mentioned before, Michelle, an interview with Oprah. And the second one was Donald Trump responding to that one little part of the interview. What do y'all think about that, huh? What do you think about that? <laughs> Michelle says right now the country is getting to feel, getting to know what it is to feel, have a country without hope. Donald Trump says, well, that's talking about the past because coming up, it's, it's nothing but great, great stuff. There's nothing but hope. You know, is that the truth? Is there really hope? Um, is there really the thought process of we are headed for better times? We are headed for, uh, <laughs> oh, man, the golden age of America once again. And if so, what was the golden age of America? What was that? Now, uh, and I think that may be the question, and that may answer the question of who's really, um, whose definition of hope <laughs> is each one of them talking about? You know, um, I don't know. When I heard both of them, I was like, well, Michelle, I don't know if country is really going on um, feeling that there is no longer any hope because there's always some hope somewhere, you know? Um, always some hope somewhere. 
Um, but the question is, how do you define hope? What What are you thinking of? What are you thinking of? Hey, um, um, <laughs> okay. Um, you know, and, and if that's the case, then is there hope, any hope for this country whatsoever? Granted, there's going to have to be some changes. We understand that. Um, there's going to have to be some changes, but I, I think, and I used to be one of the main ones. They just say, man, this country is shot. It's shot. It is, you know, <laughs> it's really shot, but I don't know. There may be some hope um, because people are waking up. People are becoming more aware of, of the corruption um, that's going on. The, the, the hidden forces behind the names uh so there is hope. Now, the question is, will we get to realize this hope anytime during any of our lifetimes? I don't know. And I doubt it seriously. But there is hope, right? There has to be some type of hope. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm sure hoping there's hope. I'm hoping there's hope. If not, man, why are we even here? Why, even we go, why do we go through the daily struggles that we do? All right. <laughs> Let me stop. All right. I see I have a caller waiting to get in. So, hey, today is your day. Let's see what you got on your mind. All right. Eric Code 310. Welcome to the show. Who do I have here and where are you calling me from? I'm calling you from uh, California, USA. The world right. universe. California, <laughs> right. USA. And I just only caught about three minutes of your monologue. Mm-hmm. Of course there's hope. How could you not have hope? But I can tell you something else. In okay. my little excursion in my little excursion yesterday in the past couple of days, I stayed in a five star hotel to attend a Christmas party for a business associate. Mm-hmm. And I was around among some uh, some I guess some people that really got their you know, their S H I you know what together, you know? Mm-hmm. Really nice function out of a five star hotel. I stayed there a couple of nights and I went to a like a three star hotel and I just saw the difference in the just the way the people interacted, smiled, laughed, just the whole thing. And then now I also went to a restaurant yesterday, right? Okay. In La Jolla, man, it's beautiful. Right there on the cliffs, you know, uh, eating crab and shrimp wontons and these crab cakes that were delicious and when you leave there and you go towards downtown San Diego, you see people sleeping in, outside in tents. If you have a money, man, and you're rich and you can afford to do that, not that I can all the time, but I can't right now, uh, there's plenty of hope. Life can be good. If you're sleeping out there in one of them damn tents, it's not so good. It's not so good? So do you think those individuals that are out there sleeping in the tent, do they believe that there is any hope? Or you know that's why they. I don't know. I don't, I don't. I don't know. I, I don't know what they would believe. I'd like to think that maybe many of them have given up. Hmm. I don't know. That's. that's I don't know. That's interesting. That's interesting, Beasley. I, I really. That's very interesting. Huh. I never. I never realized. That I, I'm not saying it doesn't get. It doesn't get hard. And sometimes it gets hard with your skill set or the way that you think. The stuff becomes insurmountable. 
And there's some people, and you and you wonder. We walked in this little art thing. Man, had a pretty girl working there, and they're selling these acrylic, some kind of fancy acrylic dogs. And there's a big statue outside of the dogs. I should have got the thing in it. They're attractive. It's just like a dog in a suit. And she's, they sell these things. It's a dog. It's about as big as a table lamp. She says, she says, well, how much is it? She said, 1500 I said, are you selling them? She said, we sell 10 of them a day. <laughs> they also make rabbits. And they make it, and it's made out of acrylic. So I said, I said, wow, all you do is make it once and they're running things. She said, no, 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 they're all numbered edition. And they're all, and I'm sure, I don't know, and I just listen. It's a really attractive thing, though. It's a mm-hmm. gimmick, but she said, so there's people out there with $1,500 to spend on a whim. Hmm. Lots of them, man. Lots of them. You think they don't have hope? Hmm. Do you think they even realize that they even think about hoping for anything? They just, I mean, they just go and get it, I'm right? Sure they, I'm sure they may have had difficulties in their life, too, that they've had to overcome. Mm. And I'm sure everybody got it a different way. A guy that I was sitting there at the bar with, we started talking. He said he bought a house in foreclosure in the mm-hmm. hills, uh, uh, and not not a, not, a, not a super fancy house for nine hundred thousand dollars. Right after the collapse in two thousand and eight, right. he said the house is now worth three point two million dollars. He said he put about $120,000 fixing it. The house is worth three point something million dollars. He said he's made all kind of mistakes in his life, all been on drugs, been strung out, all kinds of stuff, all st- kinds of stuff. 58 years old, and he, he put to, he put together was able to get uh, a loan on $900,000 uh, from selling his home. He said he put $200,000 down, got a loan for $900,000. Bought that home. Now it's worth three point something million dollars. He bought hmm. me a bottle. He bought he bought me a glass of champagne. You don't think he has hope? He said <laughs> everything he did turned out wrong. Mm-hmm. Mm. All right. So he didn't give up. He, he didn't give up on hope. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. You're right now. Yeah. Maybe. How maybe that's. Get, let me ask you this. Hmm. If Go somebody ahead. were to drop, if someone were to drop two million hot ones on you right now, do you think you would have a little bit more hope? You think, you think <laughs> the world might look? You think the world? I mean, really, do you think the world might look a little different? The world might look a little different, but I don't think that would be considered hope. It'd be some hope and for you. Well, not necessarily. Yeah, for but for how long? Okay, and here's here's where I'm going with this, Beasley. Okay, I, right, I understand. All right. I, 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 understand. So you see where I'm going. You see where I'm going. Yeah. If you have yeah. it, you've got hope and happiness. And if you're not having it, you got de- death and despair. So that's all I'm saying. It can be that simple for me. Mm-hmm. All right, I understand. I understand. So, okay, let's see if I can put it this way. So, if if there is hope, if there is hope, that means there is still um, you're still willing to put it put the work in. You're still willing to to, to to drive. You still have the little drive to accomplish what you need to that that happen for you. Correct? Yeah, I, I would say hope and faith will keep you driven. Where where dis- despair and, and, and negative thinking, you know, and I suffer from all of it. Um, mm-hmm. 
but I persevere, and that's why I believe in God, no matter what all these okay. people say. Okay. So and and, my... God, and, and a faith and, and faith and belief in God gives you hope. Hmm. <laughs> it should give you hope. It should it give should you hope. Give you know hope. what? It should give you hope if you're not trying to take on too much of a task. When you start mm-hmm. thinking about the IMF and you start thinking about the history of the world and you start trying to consider all that into your equation, even though it all may be very, be very true and well, you're never gonna have you're, you're never gonna have enough hope because we're all doomed anyway. <laughs> If you if you want to encompass if you want to encompass all those things on a constant mm-hmm. basis into your mental circumference, mm-hmm. into your curriculum, into your thought process, I would probably go hop on the tent. But yeah. I need to turn off the damn GPS, man. They make you turn on the GPS where they can triangulate you and locate you. I was riding in the car with my niece last night. Mm-hmm. I just tell this to Sarah. And I was like, hold on a second, that GPS thing on your phone knows when I missed the turn? She said, yes. That's scary. Uh, is it scary? Now make a left on this street. Unbelievable. Yeah, but so you, you, you're placing hope that it's, it, it knows where you're going, so you know it gets you to where you're going to go at quicker, right? That's why you, it's being used, correct? Let's be for real, man. Well, I mean... You don't want Mr. Smith or anybody else being able to track you like that. Well, Mr. Smith can track you without that. Let's be honest. <laughs> Mr. Smith can track you without that. So, I mean, yeah, that's can. just a... You well, just I'm make sure it. Can. Yeah, well, you just it's make also it. good news to know that if you can move about freely, then Mr. Smith ain't really thinking about you. <laughs> or Mr. Jones, or Mr. Jones, or Mr. McGillicuddy. Well, you know, you hope that that is the case, but in many instances, and actually, it is really hope. Yeah, <laughs> that is hope. That 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 is that is wishing and 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 hoping. You know, um, that is that nobody is really paying us any attention, but we know it's not not that's not the case in many instances. Um, I'm a witness to that one. But let me go back to what I was about to ask you, Beasley. Did you hear the clip I played with Michelle Obama saying this is what the country is filled is, is how she put it? Um, this is how the country is feeling not having hope. Do you think that is a, a, a appropriate um, thought process of where the country is today? Narrative, that's the word I should say, narrative. That the country feels that since um, John, Donald J., is the president-elect that all hope is gone? Some, to some, it's a new lease on life. It's mm. a new lease on hope. On hope. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, to others, to others, it's not. I choose not to let it be a determining factor in my life. It is what it is. <laughs> um, okay. You know that, that I'm comes, sure he ain't. I'm, I'm sure it ain't gonna get any easier on poor folks. Well, I'm even know. of the mindset. I'm even of the mindset. If you're an illegal immigrant, illegal immigrant, or you're undocumented, mm-hmm. and you over mm-hmm. here committing crimes, you know, or if you're using 
uh, our resources, and I'm thinking different. I'm just getting older now. Man, going back home. <laughs> going back home, make it work there, man. Go join the cartel or something, man. And the woman's coming. I mean, going, going back home. But what, right. is that gonna, what is that going to solve? Who knows? Who knows? That's, that's what I'm You can't go stay in Mexico too long. In Mexico, you can't even buy it. You can't even, as a foreigner, you can't even buy a piece of property. You can buy something with a 99 year lease. Mm-hmm. You know, in a lot of countries, it, it's that way. You know, if you're a foreigner, you can only be over there if you're not there and, you know, a citizen, whatever. You I'm can only wear other countries. It's probably true. America's for sale. America has always been for sale, Beasley. <laughs> yeah, America's for sale. Heck yeah. They say, come here with your four and your huddle masses. No, come here with your, with, your, with, your, with, your, with, your, with your accounts and your gold and your silver and whatever else you got. And you come get a piece of the rock. And it's driven yeah, to see the rock waves sky no. high, three point five, three point whatever, one or two million dollars for a twenty-one square foot house. <laughs> I mean, that's a nice size. It's a decent sized house for maybe you know a, a small family or something. Because of the yeah. area that it's in. Mm-hmm. But that is that is the promise that um that many people believe in as far as the 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 American dream you know that that is it because if you go in other countries and you try to buy a home over there it's that it's totally different from what you see when you go over there you, you'd be totally shocked you're like I can't even guess over here but those are those that do it every day You broke up. Can you ask me that again? I'm sorry. I say for those that um live say in poverty here in the seas, you may be a rich individual. <laughs> you know what I mean? You 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 under you're under you're underwater. I I didn't hear everything clearly. I'm underwater. <laughs> I knew clearly what you were saying, but you know what? I, I I firmly do believe. I firmly do believe it's really it's it, it, it can be pretty simple. It's, it's having and not having, has and have not. Man, they got tents mm-hmm. in San Diego. They got tents in San Diego lining the freeways right by the gas lamp district where you can go have some sixty five sixty five dollar uh, lamb chops. There's two little lamb chops and a little bit of. With potatoes and a piece of parsley and a couple of little, <laughs> little carrots cut up. Not even enough to feed my poodle, man. If I, when my poodle was alive, sixty-five bucks. Oh sixty-five dollars. 20, Twenty to valet park. Come on, man. It's for that. Wow. Wow. And some people are taking the EBT card going to Burger King. I mean, it makes a difference, man. You know what? Yeah, there's hope. Depends on. Mm. I'm your huh? age, and I'm not giving up. I'm your age, I'm not giving up hope. <laughs> well, um, that's, I'm, that's waiting, good I'm waiting on. A, I'm waiting on a phone call to change my life for the better. Uh, and my life's cool, call? but I'm talking about. Yeah, I'm going to do something fly, man. I want to go on a damn cruise around the world or somewhere, or at least to the Panama Canal. 
<laughs> well, that sounds like doesn't that sound like something fun to do? Um, no. <laughs> All right, got here, but I'm sure there's something you'd like to do. Um, pretty much, yeah, yeah. But um, I got common sense. I'm not doing it. <laughs> uh, uh, I know I shouldn't say it like that, but yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not doing that. <laughs> but then again, uh, then again, you never know. You never know. I guess that. I guess that you're right, Bisa. That's where hope comes in, because you yes. know, hopefully, one day you may get the opportunity to do it. And see, that's why I'm underwater. How you gonna be talking, Beasley? Really, really, Beasley? <laughs> I can't help it. I'm, I'm in. A, I'm in a hotel. The lady asked me for checking out today. I tell her no. I gotta oh, talk okay. to her. I'm on a cell yep. phone. I don't know how to hit the mute. Look, you should have put her on the phone and say, ma'am, is there hope? Do you have hope? And see what she had to say about it. She's here. She's here making beds. Let's ask her. Now let's ask Excuse her. Excuse me. I'm going to ask her. I'm going to find her. Coming yeah. outside. She disappeared. Man, I know <laughs> she has hope. I asked her yesterday in class. I said, how many beds a day do you make? She said, as many mm. as they give me. Mm. She, she can come through this room, clean this room. Vacuum, wipe the floors off, new towels and everything. She's in and out of here in ten minutes. Of course, she wow. has hope. She's so looking at happy Christmas with her. Go ahead. Is is she is she an immigrant? No, no, no. I went outside and she's not in the hallway. Okay. And I didn't see her in the room. No, but if she comes back, I definitely we can ask her. My yeah, answer is better. <laughs> well, I, I don't I'm speak Spanish. I do. Okay, well, you can ask her in Spanish. All right. I don't know how to exactly sing the word hope. Hi. 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 Yo estoy hablando con mi amigo. Tienen un radio en the internet. Internet radio. Y él dice un pregunta. Do you have hope for America? Like, do you have hope? Comprendes hope? La palabra hope? No. La futura. Tú piensas la apertura está buena o no buena? That's hope. Oh, oh. Así una persona piensa la apertura está buena. You have hope. Oh, hope. Uh, you have hope. Uh, you have hope. Usted? She says she has a little hope. She has a little bit of hope. And you? <laughs> you don't have. She said she don't have no hope. Or you don't. No quiere hablar. The <laughs> other one don't want to answer. They're smiling though. The other one says she has a little hope, but they're smiling. She has a little hope. That'll be. <laughs> Ah, mm. I got half the battle beaten. No, oh, okay. So, <laughs> that's the answer. All right. See, I see. I could have. <laughs> see, the other one just started smiling like I'm not. Don't, ask, don't, ask, don't ask me to do any, Don't ask me to do something and don't think I won't do it. No, I I, I wanted you to do it because I wanted to hear what right. she had to say. You know, I, I kind of wish you would have asked her hope a little hope for what though. <laughs> what was she hoping for? But she gone now, you know. No, I guess in, you could they're, they're in here cleaning uh, up. Oh, okay. All right. That's cool. Nah. cool well, we, we're not going to interrupt them too much. No. Cool. Yeah, they let her do a job. You know, I guess somebody on the radio say, Mr. Tower, ask if they're legal, if they're in the country legally. <laughs> I know. I no, hear y'all out there. Thank you. No, we're not going to ask them that. 
That's not yeah, we're not going to that's, that's, that's probably why one of them didn't want to talk. Right, right. I agree with you, Easley. I agree with you. Mm, okay. But she says she has a little hope. A little hope. Did she did she give you the what? hand signal for a little bit, or she just said yeah, little? She said, no, she just said a little. No, she didn't say Paquita with her fingers. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, that's interesting. Well, hey, there's hope out there, y'all. Let's say yay. So, so maybe Michelle Obama got that one wrong. Good Lord, Hammerson. I know somebody mad. Maybe she's she got talking, that that wrong. She's talking politics. Mm-hmm. But probably yeah. people are really disappointed. They didn't expect Hillary to lose, and she lost. Mm-hmm. Everyone thinks it's doom and doom and gloom. It's just an it's just another it's just another um, another side of Goldman Sachs. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not the A team. It's the B team of Goldman Sachs. He names the same type of people to his cabinet. Names the head right. of Exxon. Oil people are back in play. Names the yeah. head of Exxon. And a former head of Exxon mm-hmm. is your Secretary of State. I'm not even mm-hmm. following it too much, but you see what's going on. Yeah. Yep. Yep. You see exactly what's going on. <laughs> you hit it right on the head. All right, um, my faithful listeners, um, the day is open mic. So if you got something you want to talk about, you know, see me and Beasley, we just chewing the fat. Three four seven eight three eight eight six two two. Give us a call. Let us let me know what's on your mind. Um, it doesn't have to be what we're talking about. Whatever you want to talk about, we're here. Let's do this. But you know, you know what? Um, okay, I lost Beasley, so he'll call me back eventually, I guess. But you know, that is interesting. That um, a maid is there, um, <clears throat> and said that she has a little bit of hope. You know. Mm, that's interesting. Maybe there is hope for the country. Welcome to the show, East Coast. I see you, man. Um, you know, uh, this is this is interesting. It, it really is. Maybe hope is there. We just have to dig a little deeper to find it in this day and age, right? Of course we do. Um, <laughs> speaking of hope, what do y'all think? China done seized one of our little little drone submarines that are out there in the South China Sea. Of course, they say they're going to give it back. They're supposed to give it back either today or tomorrow, I think it is. Um, but Donald Trump, your president-elect, say they can keep it. <laughs> he said they can keep it. <laughs> Man, I tell you, uh, what what is that about? Huh? I know they say it's just supposed to be monitoring currents and water temperature and things of that nature, but really, come on, y'all. This, this is a little game that's been going on for a long time. And, of course, this is not the first time um, something like this has happened in the South China Sea because um, it's actually a battle going on over there. About those, There's some little islands over there in the South China Sea, and um, – Man, there's some countries over there that are fighting about it. Who owns it and who controls the waters? And right now, China is is just <laughs> manhandling anybody over there in that area. So, when was the last time, though? Can you remember? Remember, um, the U.S. Navy has just been manhandled so decisively. I mean, let's think about it. If it's not the North Koreans, it's the Chinese. If it's not the Chinese, it's the Russians. I mean, <laughs> what's really going on? 
<laughs> maybe maybe that's why some people feel like there's no longer any hope. But hope is coming, as in Donald J. Trump, the orange man. The orange man, he's bringing hope back to the country. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's what he said anyway. That's what he said. Um, let's see what else interesting happened here. Um, apparently, President Obama last Thursday signed a bill to review um, civil rights era killings. Well, some people who know some of those killings that happened during the civil rights era that was just basically overlooked or thrown, you know, to the side. Um, he signed the bill to have those reopened and looked at again. Yeah. Is that a good idea, y'all? Y'all think that's a good idea? Um, and before you say, of course it is. You know, I can say, yeah, I understand what you're about to say. It helps, um, you know, give the family some justice and peace. But would that be reopening, reopening um, some wounds that just need to be, you know, given, given what um, has transpired here within the last 12 months or so with um, this, this election cycle? Do you really think we really want to go back and rehash any of that? By opening any of these cases, huh? Yeah, um, you know, sometimes you have to be careful what you ask for. You really do. Now, we know, um, we know for a fact that there are some factions out there that have taken um, the election of Donald Trump to a whole new level, and you know, they're waiting for any excuse to. <laughs> how can I say? Um, Reestablish their so-called supremacy, um, dominance, or what have you. But of course, we are aware also that this is not the 1960s, the 50s, the 40s, uh, not even the 70s or the 80s. Um, and I'm saying that to say there will be no reestablishing of that type of dominance. It's not going to happen. But with that being said, already is there really? Or uh, reestablishing when dominance has is still intact, just being utilized in a different way. Hmm. But they're just not aware. <laughs> I guess that's a better word. They're not aware of it. Now, remember, we had a couple of callers over Friday that were really out there in left and right field. You know, one said we should bring back Jim. Um, this white man's We got into talking about the law and uh, had a darling uh, speaking about um, a new government with the Moors and self provinces and the things of nature. Provinces. Oh, <laughs> you have some words, and you just can't say them. I don't care how much you practice, you just can't say the dang old words. But anyway, so uh, and. And everybody's trying to, to, to set up their little piece here, a little bit there, and, you know, carve out your little nick. But nobody's willing to give up anything. <laughs> you know, no one is willing to give up anything. Nobody's willing to give, give in, give up anything. Oh, come on, come on. Because I know that 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 guy, some of you talking about, man, what you talking about? Um, and here's what I'm saying: this, uh, you 
because I hear some of you saying already, you know, Mr. Talk, why would you say when people of color and other ethnicities have given up more um, in America than the so-called, than anyone else? Uh, should we give up anything else? Good. That's a good point. That's a good point. So why shouldn't we, though? <laughs> uh, I mean, we, we, we've been doing it forever. We've been doing it. So why not continue? Oh, I forgot. I got to go back to the quote of the day, don't I? That's, that's what um, Abraham Lincoln said. No man can control. No man is good enough to govern another man without the other man's consent. Okay. So with that being said, when are we going to stop giving consent then? Huh? When are we gonna stop giving consent? That is that is basically what we're doing, right? We're, we're giving consent, so let's do our own thing. Nah, you know, I don't know, I don't know. It's open mic, man. I'm just rambling right now. I am. It's open mic. Let's see, what do we got? It's, it's three colors. I got to say this before anything. I want to say a happy birthday to my brother who turned the big 5-3 today. That's right. The Reverend Van E. Jackson Sr. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. That's my brother, y'all. I tell you. Hopefully, he's enjoying his birthday with my mother and grandmother and all those that have gone on before him. Yes. All right. I had to get that out. I'm sorry. I had to get that out. So, anyway, I got 1,500 hours, i.e. 3 o'clock my time, Central Time. Um, like I mentioned, four phone lines are open, 347-838-8622. Call me. It's open mic. Hey, I'm waiting on you, man. I'm waiting on you. I, I done blew what I had to say. <laughs> I mean, I have more, but it's not really that important. We could continue to talk about the, this this electoral college thing, which, I mean, why why are we even continuing to talk about it? Really, it's going to happen. Even if he doesn't come up with two hundred and seventy votes, he's still going to end up being president because it's going to go to the House of Representatives, who, by the way, will ratify and certify that he was elected president anyway. So if he doesn't get the two hundred seventy votes, they get to decide, and then, bam, January 20th, he still be standing up there. And um, <laughs> it is what it is. We're, we're entering a new era, and, um, at least four years of it. Let's be honest, at least four years. Can you say it will be only four years? No, you cannot say that, can you? <laughs> and who knows? We may be surprised, y'all. We may actually end up surprised that um, – um, the Trump Trump actually does a decent job. I mean, let's see. I think a lot of a lot of what we're hearing right now before he even steps takes office is a lot of propaganda and <clears throat> excuse me, the negativity that comes along with this political uh machine that is running. Because let's be honest, the the Democrats were just pretty much ninety five percent sure that um, Hillary was was going to be in office, uh, preparing to be in office this time um, last year. 
But things change. Things change, and sometimes they don't go the way as they are planned. But who's to say it wasn't planned that way? <laughs> who's, and, and, and the more you think about it, you, you start laughing because you're like, huh. If you look at it, maybe this this is the way it was supposed to go. Just maybe this is the way it was supposed to go. For those those um, individuals that say, well, you know, the country is a is more of a corporation, so we let it. It should be ran as such. Well, then, Gilnick, you got a businessman um, as president. He's placing business people in cabinet positions. Um, of course, some of them still have to be, you know, um, confirmed confirmed by the Senate, but you know, they may put up a good show, but I don't see too many more, too many of them, many of them not really being confirmed. So, what you have here is a, a from the outside looking in, from the different people that are being placed in, 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 in position, you just have a country that will truly be ran as a corporation slash business. That's what it is. Now, I don't know what he was thinking about with um 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 what that boy name uh, uh Rick Perry. I don't know what he was thinking about with that one. That one is just mind boggling, you know. And then to top it off, he put him in charge of the same <laughs> same department that he was talking about getting rid of. I thought that was quite funny. And the way he didn't Mick Romney though, that was just embarrassing. I don't know how Mick Romney did even pick that, you know, realize he was being played from the get-go. So, and when you look at the, the different actions that's going on, oh yeah, this is, this is a, uh, it's fit to become a big business type of thing. And when he says, I do, do seriously believe, um, it's going to be some interesting things. Now, his interaction with China, Israel, Russia, North Korea, and those countries like that is going to be very interesting. Um, they're very interesting. Uh, Russia, he ain't having a problem with Russia. China, yeah, he's going to have an issue with China. But Russia, and I think Putin to get over there and kind of smooth that out a little bit. But let me quit talking. Because <laughs> I'm getting ready to get into it. All right, let me bring this lady into the conversation, see what she got for me today. Welcome to the show, Miss Lady. How are you today? Oh, I'm pretty good. Um Going through a recovery process, but it's coming along. Oh. Anyway, um, yeah. Anyway, um, you know, it's good to have medical insurance, I tell you. I hope they don't overturn Obamacare and not have anything for anybody. Mm. I mean, that's a well. bad position to be in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is a very bad position. You know, could you do a show on um, black male patriarchy? And um, my, I'm proposing that it needs to be uh, axed, deceased, thrown out. Because it's been a detriment to black people overall moving forward in life. You know, I, I understand black men, you know, they've had it hard. And, you know, when they accomplish something, they want to let people know that they've accomplished something, they own something, they have something, they're having these great experiences in life. But if you listen to black women, they don't usually do that because they're thinking more in a circular way. They're thinking about other people. They're thinking about um, 
you know, improvements in the world, how how they can contribute. Um, if you just notice, um, I was on another show or listening, and one businessman, oh, he let everybody know how he has these expensive books for over $15,000. And then, you know, listening today, and I don't disagree with, I'm not sure who, who it is that was talking about his wonderful vacation in La Jolla, but you never hear women speaking like that and how much fun it would be to go to, to Panama. Women tend to be a little bit more serious-minded in terms of, you know, just it's just not about me having fun. It's just not about my experiences. But I want, you know, my family, my uh, neighbors, children, to also be able to have some successes in life. So, um and by the way, go check out, who was that that was talking about La Jolla? La Jolla is beautiful. I haven't been there in a long time. Um, but he should check out the Hotel Coronado and have mm-hmm. a drink there, as well as go down to Laguna Laguna, uh, Laguna and uh, go check out the Hotel Montage. I mean, yeah, mm. Southern California has beautiful resorts, and they're very expensive. Oh, so, okay. So yes, uh huh. So I'm talking minimum of four hundred a night, hmm. minimum. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, but anyway, um, but you don't hear women really talking about that. I mean, you you, you know, they just not. Well, there's some that are. They're into showing off a lot, but I notice that a lot of women that call into the show, like yours, they don't do that. Hmm. Well, uh, well, that's a good thing. <laughs> yes, it is. But, yeah, that's a good thing. And, um, and you know what? I think do you, I, I foresee another civil war coming between the mm-hmm. haves and the have-nots. And if you're not in one of those gated communities and where you all have hired your private security that carry weaponry and have surveillance equipment, you're going to be um, caught up in the fray as well. Well, because when those jobs that have been promised are do not actualize, and maybe they will, but if they don't, and like I was listening to a show, they said they already have self-driving trucks. There's a lot of men and a lot of non-black men that drive trucks all across the country, millions. And so at some point, if they put even 50% of those self-driving trucks in action, there's going to be a huge problem in this country. Yeah, well, Miss Lady, you know that is that is the ultimate um, goal right now is to have um, AI um, take take over a lot of the the day to day operation. It, it is of day to day jobs. Um, in fact, I was reading like overseas right now. In some instances, and I think there's a, a couple of here in the United States where a couple of the fast food joints have like. Um, Virtual people taking your order before you know, and, and like places like McDonald's and Burger King. So, um, that's coming. I mean, it, it's just not going to be, um, it's not going to be stopped. It may slow it down, but it, you know that is the ultimate um, goal for for a lot of these individuals. You know, with the main the main um, thing being to uh, combine. AI with the human mind to help you know that elitists live longer. 
<laughs> now, this you're, is not something I'm right. saying. Now, I mean, this is what I have read over and over again. So, you know, that is what what their their plans are. Um, as far as the Civil War, I agree with you. And I don't think it's coming. I think it's, it is already taking place. Taking place. I really do. Um, it's just not getting the notoriety or, or the publicity because um, they just don't want it to, you know, um, grab, grab a, get a good grip on on on, on the country. Um, to let you know, the others know that there is a is a war going on in this country, and and um, you know, but I mean actual bloodshed. I mean people. I mean not just the police shooting people down, or you know, the occasional. Um, uh, hate, hate, hateful, racist person. I'm talking about where it's going to be pretty bad um, for between the haves and the have-nots. When all these people lose their fast food jobs, Walmart jobs, trucking jobs, Uber jobs, because they have Uber now testing self-driving cars, and, and, and you know Uber allowed a lot of people with bad credit scores to uh, they had a, a, a relationship the contract with Toyota, a lot of them ran out and got brand new Priuses with expensive car notes. Uh, I know someone now, her car note is 700 something a month for a new Prius. She's driving for Uber. But Uber's okay. testing self-driving cars. Let, let, me, let me put it this way, because, uh, you know, I, I drive for Uber myself, and I ain't got no Prius, but um, is that really... is? <laughs> Is that really on on Uber or is that on the individual? I mean, if you know, well, you, they wanted you would, to. They wanted huh? to have you know high gas mileage uh, if you're going to be driving around a lot, and mm-hmm. so those Priuses get what forty five miles to the gallon. Yeah, but if if you're gonna go out and get that kind, of, but your car note is seven hundred dollars. Where's the the logic in that? Well, I'm not saying that it was logical. <laughs> I'm saying, though, that this is what Uber has allowed. You know, they got a contract with the Toyota company, right. and that happened to a lot. And so they figured, well, I can drive and pay it off, you know. Um, uh-huh. But I see where they're not going to even need half of the the uh, drivers because they're going to be all robotized. Well, in 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 the bigger cities, yeah, I can agree with you there. And then maybe not because demand, such as places in San Francisco, um, California, New York, the demand is always high. It's always high. So there will always be some some kind of need there. Um, as far as small cities, then if that was the case, then yeah, it, it would put a whole lot of individuals out of out of um, out of a job. Well, San really Francisco would. just tested some self-driving cars. It ran a red light. Last yeah, week, yeah. and uh, and the city is saying you have to get DMV clearance, and Uber is saying no, I don't. You know, I think they will, but well, uh, Uber, and then you wonder Uber. about all these taxi cab people that bought yellow <laughs> cabs or whatever. You see Uber, what I'm saying? Uber. So it's like a crescendo <laughs> effect. Yeah, well, see, Uber Uber tried to get get around the the, the um tried to get around it by putting individuals behind um the steering wheel. Now, as as I have read and understand it, in that case in San Francisco, they had a blind blind man in the car. <laughs> so I don't know. 
you know, you know, just to say there was somebody in the car. You know, oh, you're gonna be I, kidding. They put a no, blind man I, in as a driver. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, to prove, you know, it was kind of to prove that the car can do it itself. But as you see, it ran the red light. So, um, it, you know, with Uber, Lyft, and all these other um, um, ride-sharing um, um, companies now, you know, there's a country nationwide. There's a big, big big battle going on between them, the city councils of, of the cities that they're operating in, and the taxi cab companies. Um, I know in Austin, Texas, they they, in, they did a law that um, if you had certain criminal criminal records, you couldn't drive, you know, because they, and that's why Uber and Lyft left out of the city of Austin, besides the city council wanted some more money, um, because the taxi cab companies were complaining. Um, but what eventually happened was this new law that they they enacted once a lot of their drivers, cab drivers and things, um, city drivers came up for renewal for their licenses, they couldn't be renewed because they had some of the same, uh, um, <laughs> you know, um, criminal cr- criminal records that, that the other drivers did. And they right now, I think. As of earlier today, I think they had they've lost like eight percent of their drivers. So right now they're re- reconsidering, um, um, redoing the law and to make it like a case by case basis. But this is something that's going on. And and Miss Miss Lady, when you really look at it, as we always say on the show, if you follow the money, it'll tell you exactly what's going on. And and basically that's all it's about. It's all about who's who can make the most money, the most money. That, that's all it is. You're right. You know, Amazon is opening up some stores where they don't have anybody working in them. You use your, <laughs> your credit card, debit card. It's um, you pick the stuff out you want. It's simple, um, and you leave. You don't have to even talk to anybody. And they start yeah. that up. Yeah, yeah you know, it, it, it's, it's like they're just making it a little bit more convenient. That's all. Um, but it's getting, but it's doing away with employees. The need to hire employees. Well, they, they, the employees are on the other end. The ones who got to pick the orders out and, and stock the shelves. <laughs> the employees are doing the manual labor, um, and you don't have to pay them as much. See, you and the yeah, you don't have to, and you cut down on customer complaints or what have you. You know, it, it's like taking the internet, ordering stuff off the internet, and, and just putting it, you know, in a brick and mortar store and saying go. Now the problem is, you know, with 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 this new thing of hackers and you know cyber attacks, it's going to be interesting when that starts happening to these type of stores. How is that going to be handled? You know, yeah, how is well, that going to be they handled? They have insurance and they got the money, you know, or whatever. They'll pay their fine, keep <laughs> right on rolling. You know, see, in a lot of those companies, they'll have people working part-time. So another important part of employees that is um, high employees is the benefits, which count just as much as the salary, damn near. So if you don't mm-hmm. have to pay them any benefits, medical, dental, vacation, 401K, you can hire them at minimum wage, have them working part-time, then, hey, and you cut down on half the employees you need. Like you said, they'll be stocking the shelves. They won't be ringing the stuff up. Um, mm-hmm. And then showing you where things are located. 
it's going to be all autom- you know, um, automated. Yeah. And and you also have so things. Yeah. going, and that's why I'm saying I see a silver war coming. There's millions of people that are unemployed, and in the future, there's going to be millions more. And even if Donald Trump can push through and get, because there's a lot of work needed, like you know, public work needed, you know, bridges, bridges and roads and that kind of thing. Not everybody can do that manual labor. Nobody's, not everybody's trained for that. Not, not everybody wants to do that. And, you know, they may have medical issues. So it's not going to be enough to employ all the people that's going to be losing their jobs. Well, Miss Lady, you know, you know what I say about that? Put it back in schools. Put wood shop and all that back in schools like it had back in the day. Huh? And and, and, and that that would kind of solve that. It really would. They need skilled laborers, like licensed right. skilled laborers, certified. Mm-hmm. You're right. You know, now to, in today's society, you mentioned that. That's like a bad word. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, I got to go out and get my hey, because I got to get my hands dirty. That mean I got to go outside and work? Uh-uh. No, 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 no. That's not happening. You, you know, know it's uh-uh. very well for women. They find it attractive for a man to be able to do something with his hands. Go fix something. I don't care if you have 10 degrees. If you don't, you know, it's not, you know, go change my own self. You know, learn how to do something with your hands. My God, that's just too foo-foo. Not ever want to get your hands dirty, okay? Well, that's the demasculization of the male in the United States of America, especially the black male, you know. So, hey, it's another one of the okie-dokes that we have fallen for. You know, it, it just is. And then you have to understand, um, and now, see, and here's where the argument will begin. A lot of people would say, well, because um, the male role model has left the black family, a lot of the mothers don't have the, the know-how to teach the young men to be men and to fix things with their hands. I mean, it, that may be a legitimate argument, but I, my argument, my uh, return argument would be, well, you got other males in the in the family that um, I'm sure know how to do something, but then again, if you got if you got people in the family that's just sitting around playing Xbox and PS4 or whatever the new game systems are now, and that's all they doing, then it is what it is. You get what you well, get. Well, in the mirror. Uh, uh, Cleaning themselves, you know, looking at their profiles from every angle you can look at, making sure their outfit is together and their hair cut is together <laughs> and their fingernails are pristine. You know, it's just irritating. Okay, well, well, you so, know, look, I'm not gonna go that far because I, I clean my, make sure my fingernails done. I cut my own hair and um, I make sure I look decent. But I can change a tire, I can change the oil, I can do a tune-up on my own car. There you go. That's a well-rounded person, you know, man. Yeah. You know, you know, I can I can do some stuff now. So, but I understand what you're saying, and um, that has to change, though. If, if we expect anything to change, it has to change. And then you also have to have to look at these, these females um, that claim to be completely independent. You know, they don't. You know, I can do it myself. Well, you know, well, they're and, and forced to do it by themselves. That's the problem. Yeah. So when you're forced to do it, 
And because there's nobody there offering to do it or doing it, stepping up and not even just doing it, then you you then you you have demonstrated that you can do it by yourself. Now, it's harder to do everything by yourself, but if you're forced to do it, then that's what you do. So don't get mad because there are people stepping up. Don't get mad see, at the women. No, not not getting mad at the women, but see now here's here's where. The, 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 the rubber hits the road. Now you have uh, a clash, a clash going on because, you know, oh. you have the, the, you have the women saying, well, I don't need you because you can't do nothing. The man's and the, and the young men saying, well, do it yourself. You know, I go back in the house and play <laughs> and play my video games. No, they're going to be back on the street playing video games is what's going to happen. See, they don't understand. Nobody's going to put up with that too long if they got half the brain. But see, you know, back in the day, maybe that's what it was. But in today's world, no. Because neither one, and here's here's the bottom line, and we talked about this. We talk about this a lot of times as far as government, but it goes to the relationship as well. The, the bottom line is, if neither one is requiring the other one to, to stand up and, and, and pull their, their load, then and they just letting it go by, then they're co-signing and saying it's all right. Wouldn't you agree with that? I'm not sure what you mean. In other words, what I mean, if the woman, if she says, I'm going out here to change my tire, and he says, okay, I'll be here when when um when you get finished, and she don't say, no, man, you need to come out here and, and, and do this. Why am I doing this? And she just let him go and sit in the house and play um um video games and stuff all day. She's co-signing. The same with him. If he he's if he's out there working and he come home and his house is jacked up all day and she's not working, but on the phone or, or doing whatever she's doing, hanging out with girlfriends, and and he's not saying, look, this is not this is not working. This is what I need you to do. You know, um, he's co-signing as well. You know, people well, used to know, say it's a, people used to say a relationship I, is fifty fifty. I disagree. Re- relationship is one hundred one hundred. It has to be. You know, but, but you it, know, if you the it other depends. one smack off, it, huh? It depends. I think it depends. Well, I think it's a fifty fifty, hundred hundred. It's whoever is able and the most able to do it at the time. You know what I'm saying? So if my husband's ill and he doesn't feel well. I'm certainly mm-hmm. expect him maybe to go out there and do the things that he normally does. I'll pick up the slack, and I would, I would, I would, uh, I would expect him to do the same. So okay, I yeah. hate that fifty, fifty, a hundred, hundred. You do what you can but, at the particular but, time. Mhm. But I understand yeah. that. And, and, and that is a part of it, but that is a part of that hundred hundred. I understand that. If if one is ill, yes, then the other one picks up the slack. But if both of you are if able, both, if they're both tired, you know, it all depends. Everything is fluid. It shouldn't be, you know, set in stone. But there should be roles that are expected and things that are expected of the genders. We are different. But like I know men. Like my father is an excellent cook. He's a businessman, but he is can cook better than I can in some dishes. And mm-hmm. he has no problem cooking. Even at his age, he likes it. He likes and so hey, it tastes great. His dressing is the best ever, okay? Mm-hmm. Because right. he was a businessman and that's what he did during the day didn't mean that he didn't want even coming home to cook. So it all depends. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Yes, I agree with you. 
We're basically saying the same thing just differently. But yes, I agree with you. I agree with you. Yeah, I mean, you know, if the woman is 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 working, you know, twelve hour days, you don't expect her to come home and do what the typical uh, woman wants to do these are. So her husband's working eight or nine, and she's working twelve and thirteen for that period of time. Then he's going to need to pick up the stuff with the kids and maybe some cooking and checking homework. That's just how it goes. Right. So it's nothing, it's fluid. It's all, you know, it depends on the circumstances at the time. But, yeah, we all should be doing the best that we can in any Mm -hmm. given relationship. But, yeah, but back to this male patriarchy, I think that needs, that needs to go, this thinking. And I think a lot of it comes from the Bible. You know, with the woman poses allegedly being the help meet, whatever that means. I never got a complete understanding of what that meant. Um, uh, but uh, <laughs> uh, it needs to go. Because you know, yeah. you need the best minds working, and you need people working together. Uh, at, I mean, it's playtime goes. Yeah, I agree with that. I really do. Yep, I agree with you, Miss Lady. I do. But I, I think if you, if you just take and um, just throw it on one side of the of the of the, of the, the table, though, that's not that's not fair because it, it's it, like you say, it rolls both ways. It really does. I mean, yeah, we got some sorry men out there. Yes, let's going to be honest, we got some sorry men, but we got some sorry women out there as well. Oh, so, sure, I wouldn't be bothered with them either. Not for one second. Yeah, you know, so, it's just. It's sad. You know what's happened? I went into a hospital, and there were three African-American women. They were middle-aged, obese, and their Mm -hmm. energy was so angry and hostile. I hate to say, probably under that is depression. But, you know, I had the best interactions I had, you know, well, I won't say all of them. There was one black lady that was very, uh, very pleasant. But there's a lot of unpleasantness, a lot of, of um, just, I don't know, it's just sad to me what's happened. And I think it's a sign of the times. So, no, if I was the man, would I want to be with somebody who emanates hostility and anger and, you know, always uh, wanting to be, you know, being an obstructionist? No, I wouldn't want to be bothered with that either. <laughs> and likewise, women don't want to be bothered with that at this point in time either. Nobody wants that in their life if they have half a brain. So it's just a sign I agree of the time. With you. you know. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I mean, um, <laughs> oh, Lord. You know, you get time. You get tired of being beat down all the time. You really do. <laughs> you get tired of being targeted because you are who you are. And I yeah. think black yeah. people have been fine to be very adversarial with each other. Yeah. Especially well, women with, against women. Men do it, but they test each other out, call each other names, and then laugh. You know? Women yeah. are on well, a different level. It can be very well, vicious. 
Yeah, well, you have to understand, too, you know, men are less emotional. So once we get it out, we're done with it. If we're going to deal with you, we're going to deal with it. not, oh, well, it'll be okay. Uh, let me bring this other call in. Oh, huh? Okay. Okay. I disagree. <laughs> I think men are less as emotional, but like you said, they get over it fast. And they don't, they don't harbor it, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good one. All right. Area code 609. Welcome to the show. Who do I have here and where you calling me from? Well, this is Pat Eric, and I'm calling from the East Coast. How are you? I'm doing wonderful, Pat. And yourself? Okay. And thank you for allowing me to call in. I was listening to the show about the male-female role, and that mm-hmm. was an interesting conversation. Okay. But uh, in this time, uh, what I wanted to uh, talk about was will we see – uh, our men uh, and hear our our men's voice uh, as we are faced with this uh, uh, the new uh, dynasty and empire that's coming forth. Uh, you know, will uh, will we hear the voice of our men, our warriors, as, uh, uh, that uh, will protect their women and children against policy? I, I think we need to hear. Uh, uh, we need to hear your voice uh, in in unity and through mm-hmm. talk shows and things. We need to hear that. Um, and my other question is, why? Okay, yeah. Why isn't anyone talking about uh, the former governor who has a hunting area in Texas, uh, and he has. Uh, symbolically uh, a stone at the entrance of his hunting area where he invites other politicians to go out and hunt and shoot uh, that's reminiscent of uh, uh, Nat Turner. Uh, And why isn't anyone talking about this person now being appointed uh, one of the cabinet offices? So I wonder if he's going to invite some of those politicians out there to go out there to this rock that's called Niggerhead and uh, uh, play some games there. Why isn't the news talking about that? Okay. Um, to answer your first, the, the answer the first question, um, I sincerely hope we as men will um, stand up for our women. Okay. Um, there is a, there is an awakening among the young men, and and we're we're training, we're teaching our youngsters now and our young men. You know, this is what needs to be done. You have to have to understand during the last couple of decades, what have you, there has been a demasculization of the black man. Let's let's be honest. And um, prime example, a couple of years ago, you had this big movement where you had. Um, uh, men trying to be cheerleaders dressed up with makeup and all that on, you know, the LGBT thing. So, um, but I think now we're we're going back to the, the strong black man and it's being taught again. And I, I, I'm, I'm encouraged. I, I am. I'm really encouraged. And I think as this administration goes on and if it does um, really begin to go sideways as predicted, then yes, I, I do believe you will hear the black man step up and say enough of this. Um, as far as far as um, Rick Perry, because <laughs> that's who you're talking about. I, I didn't call any names, but no, I call his name because I talked about him earlier anyway. Uh, Rick okay. Perry, you know, 
even here in Texas, Rick Perry is considered an idiot. Okay, um, <laughs> and you know, as far as his 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 thing, it's old news. It really is because um, it was big news here in Texas at one time, and um, you know that that was kind of what derailed him um, in his political. Aspirations. Now I'm with you. I don't know. As I said, I don't know why Donald Trump would put him on 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 his cabinet, especially in a Department of Energy, where number one he couldn't remember that he was going to close it when he was trying to run for president in 2011. But to put him, you know, and I'm looking at some of these appointments, and I'm saying, you know, Donald Trump is is a jokester in a kind of way because you have to take a look at the way. He dealt with Mick Romney. This man called him everything you can call somebody that's bad. And then you offer him a job knowing you're really not going to give it to him. But you immediately. So I think the same thing is going on with Rick Perry. I, I really feel that the people are not really. Rick Perry is, is just. They they consider him lower than um um intelligent wise than um um, um George Bush, really. <laughs> I, I guess my point was, though, that. To have our, the president elect uh, offer a position to someone uh, that uh, had the uh, the nigger game in te- in Texas, and I'm saying it so it can just be appalling to people that they have a, this huge rock, and it's not like some little small rock uh, no. uh, that they go to, and other politicians uh, go out in that area, and Rick Perry uh, participated in that. Even the hometown where he's from, my understanding is there's less than 15 blacks living in that hometown. And mm-hmm. here, this is one of the people, and I don't hear it in you don't hear anybody. And that was my question. Why hasn't the media said anything about that? And I said that, sir, because uh, he, then he selects the uh uh, ambassador uh, Governor Haley, uh, 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 who is of Indian descent, and yet he is 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 against the pipeline from the Indians, and at the same time he's bringing in a governor whose poverty is over above the national average of twenty four percent or more, uh, and yet this is the person you select to be the ambassador to the, to the United States and also coming from uh, the state that just finally removed the Confederate flag. And then we have Bannon, and I'm still doing other research. So uh, this is a, uh, a a message and then a mockery, uh, in my opinion, uh, of cultures. And then you come and invite uh, entertainment uh, you don't have uh, Sambo anymore, so you and, and be seen and publicly take a few pictures with with a uh, African American ce- celebrity. So that's mm. why I'm saying, uh, you know, will we hear uh, the the strong uh, male voice to to you know uh, find ways like you have and open up dialogue uh, to uh, you know call it what it is out there and to. An African American, uh, it is very much insulting uh, uh, to even uh, uh, consider that saying that you are trying to bring a, a country together, and yet your cabinet is 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 stacked uh, with uh, very divisive, uh, 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 racist, 
uh, anti-establishment uh, ideologies uh, of your your representatives uh, there. I I am very much uh, in first time probably my lifetime in decades of concern, and that's why I said that we need to hear that strong male voice and not to. Is it a time that we, they're going to the male is going to tell the female African American woman what her place is, or will the male really uh, uh, accelerate his his place? Because I think we as African American women we know our place. Uh, I uh, you know I don't think we want to be out of our place, but how much dialogue are we going to spend on that, or are we going to you know really call some of this? Uh, stuff out, out, out there, you know. I was appalled uh, with, uh, and then he comes from Texas, which uh, now they're forming the Confed- uh, Convention of States, brother. I mean, I know people know that. Why aren't people talking about that? Where uh, you know you have more than twenty-nine plus states, Convention of States, saying they've been waiting for this for a hundred years. And it's like I heard you say, we need to say, not here, and it's enough. I'm actually going to be retiring so I can I can really get out there and talk about it. But that's I'm a, this is the female voice. I, I want to see some brothers help support me as well uh, uh, when I'm out there like that with my voice. I, I, I mean, you, you know, I, I, that's why I said about the, the male voice, because this man went to military school. He's, he's, he's. He loves uh, adversity. He's been trained to deal with ad- adversity. And so I can say we can get ready for the games. I call them the Greek games. And so mm-hmm. I can see him, I can see why he would uh, pull Perry in because Perry goes mm-hmm. out there uh, where he lived and they went out there with the games. And why would you mm-hmm. use the African-American who, who you're trying to redefine uh, and put him back in a box of slavery when we're not. Why aren't you addressing ISIS? I'm talking about the other cultures. So I, I really want to hear our African-American voices say, not this time, not here, and no, you will not undefine my accomplishments or redefine me back to 1876 or 1776. That's really what I want to hear. Hmm. Well, Pat. Thank you. <laughs> I love you. I really do. I love you because you're putting it out there, and and that that is that that is what is needed. Um, <laughs> you know, um, as far as the the male black male, oh man, besides the modern day lynching and the shootings and the imprisonment, um, the as I like to call the the buffoonery that has befallen our young men, and I'm not just talking about uh, I'm talking about those that call that that call themselves activists or what have you, you know, because a lot of them they just out there for the for the notoriety. Now, what confused me really when well when Kanye went to see Trump, you know, I just say okay, that's that that's a given, you know. But what what really confused me, Jim Brown. Going to Trump and, and coming back uh, now, that 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 really confused me because Jim Brown has been a, a activist for years and spoken out against you know that community needs from you as president. Then I'm like, but this is the wrong person to do it with because I, I, don't, uh, I feel like we're getting back in my and that's 
that's the way it's going to be viewed. So, um, but I agree, we do need to stand up and it's easy to say, well, let's wait and see. But I think we need to stand up, as you say, and speak now and let me yeah, get ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I'm saying, uh, I'm sure I'm the I'm I'm the the the, the feminine African voice, uh, but strong, right. I'm a, I'm a right. strong, yeah. and uh, I, I I you know, and so uh, that would be a diversion uh, because. Uh, you cannot say that uh, you put people and this vote was for jobs. I mean, because I mean that would say that would be a big stupid with the an S, and and even if you and just put the T up there for Trump, because unemployment <laughs> national is four is less than five percent. So I mean, really, uh, don't at the same time uh, this candidate who was elected into office has investments international. And you're saying you want jobs within the U.S., so that's contradictory in itself. So, uh, see, you have to find a way to justify a racist move and a racist vote. vote. Okay, so so one time it was the African American president. This time, uh, it's, it's make America great again or a game for uh, a particular mm-hmm. culture because mm-hmm. uh, there's. You can't say it's not about jobs. So are you saying because you're not qualified or there's no more uh, supply and demand for coals, uh, if the African-American man was up there in that region, you would have said, why didn't you pursue educational uh, uh, um, training to uh, better suit yourself for the demands of the economy? But now when you got a different race there, you're saying you will now be forgotten. No, no, that's a covert operation for saying uh, we make America white again. Mm. I just put it out there and say it because uh, it, it, was it really about unemployment? Really? And, mm-hmm. and unemployment is less than 5%? Hmm. And, and I think your previous caller was talking about automation and jobs are going away. And was mm-hmm. that really, or was it really the convention of states that are gathered and they are systematically trying to roll back the control of government back into the hands of the state uh, and dreaming, just like we saw our parading out in Alabama, uh, that is the ideology and mentality of where people want to be. And so that's what I mean by I hope uh, that we are are very much alert and say, no, uh, you will not uh, undefine me, uh, and no, you won't redefine me, uh, you know, and I think that's just uh, what the problem is, and the African-American community, so so intelligent and so strong, has emerged in all areas uh, within society to contribute uh, all the way up to the Oval Office now. Uh, that there's a covert operation uh, to redefine uh, the African-American man uh, and the African-American culture back into 1776 because you cannot uh, accept uh, that the African-American now has really displayed his and her true identity, and that is uh, intelligent, high achievers, uh, and no, we didn't come from me. 
<laughs> I'm glad somebody else said that. I've been saying that for years. <laughs> but um, you're absolutely right. Um, there's an awakening going on, Pat. There is. Um, now, you know, and it's getting stronger. But I think one of the the issues that we're having in the black community, as far as this movement is, um, as with anything within the black community recently, is uh, in a battle within ourselves. You know, um, and, and and you can you can go back to, and look at Martin and Malcolm. You know, their different philosophies uh, as far as handling, you know, um, the 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 bringing the black community up. To, to stand up to where they need to be at. Um, and that, the same thing is going on today because you have those that are very revolutionary. <laughs> you know, let's go and kick the front door in. Let's, let's show them who we are. Then you have those on the other side that say, well, you know, maybe we can sit back and nonviolently talk this thing out and everything will be okay. You know, history repeating itself all over again. Except for one thing is different. I do believe... <laughs> Well, I do know the different part is those that consider themselves nonviolent aren't really that nonviolent. You know, it's, it's, in other words, you're not going to hit me and I'm not going to hit you back. It's just not going to happen like that anymore. So in that aspect, no, you're right. We're we're not, like I said before, we're not in the 50s. We're not in the 60s. No, uh, if we got the battle with you, it's, it's going to happen. Uh, as far I, I as... I'm in the battle in... Uh, uh, increasing the desire for uh, political uh, education and and, and positions, Uh, increasing the desire for more lawyers and attorneys. That's what I mean by the ballot, because this this covert operation uh, is to uh, the new chain uh, and the new... um, Chains on the ankle and and, and, and and around the head is policy. I, if I can write a law, I can put you in jail. I can write a law and take you away for for life. I can write a law, and the the new Greek games is uh, that we can uh, wear uniforms and kill you. Or uh, I can we can write a law. Uh, and do a covert operation come in your community, and you think that we, you think that your own people are killing you, but we, we really killing you. And so that's what I mean by uh, policy, as you said, because now policy is going to come back in, uh, and they will change all these things through policy. That's my whole point there. So we need well, to learn who who is doing forums about. Uh, policy. We got we, while 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 we're talking, these people have gathered together with Convention of States and Article Five, and they are finding ways to change policy. That's what all the lobbyists and everything is about. And so that's what I mean by our African American community. Uh, and we're going to always have differences. We're going to have PhDs, BAs, and just regular white collar people, so we can respect and admire our differences. But with, but we have just like if they can unify, we need to unify with. I'm talking about to be more aware about them, them policies. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, and them uh, people going uh, out there in them woods got them big old. Why why you want to have uh, something wrote, written on a? I, I was what you write? What does that do to your psyche? 
to, to write something uh, in head on a rock, and, and, and that's what gets you to go out there and hunt. And they tell me that, they you know, they did kill an African-American out there, and that makes them more happy to be out there because, uh, uh, you know, that's your conversation of something happened maybe 50, 75 years ago. Uh, and there's something wrong with that type of psyche, and there's definitely something wrong when now you bring that psyche into the White House where it's supposed to be we the people uh, in, well, in the cabinet. There's really something wrong with that. <laughs> well, you know, let's not forget, um, uh, what's his name, the vice president back in the day, Cheney? It shot um Scooter Libby in the face uh, on on one of um and actually the same place where Rick Perry is now, but nobody's gonna tell you that much. But um, you know, yeah. so if 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 they shot their own, they'll shoot their own in the face. You know what they'll do for us. But you know, um, as far as the policy and the the lawyers and things like that, you know, um, I agree. But in order for us, number one, we, I think in order to achieve what you're asking, um, you're right. It's going to take education, and it's going to take more than just um, those that have degrees to be lawyers uh, or judges and things like that. It's going to take education of the pe- the people, all the people, all the black community. Um, and that's that. You're right. That's where we fall short because we do not know the law. We do not understand the law. Um, we do. We actually do not understand um, how our local government works. Uh, let alone talk about the national government. Um, and you're right. We we need to stand up, and there need to be education on that. Um, but you know, and I'm thinking about you. You you saying policy, 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 and I'm saying okay, that'll work. But first, in order to um, achieve any policy, I think we have to some kind of way change the, the faces of of those individuals up in, in especially in Congress, where it's eighty percent white Christian males. I mean, let's let's yeah. be honest. <laughs> that 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 that's a whole lot. Um and so there have been those that have gone up in, in you know in with good ideas, but when you're working against that kind of uh, of a demographic it's hard it's hard so it, it it starts at the grassroots and then some there's another there has to be another way to make our people understand that a lot of them are under the illusion of what is it the illusion of inclusion you know um there there's a a great television scene where you know it got all these white folks sitting around the table and they're saying well you know if we go on and make them feel like they're one of us then uh their people will think they're turned on them and they'll think they're important and that a lot of times is, is what happens you know until and the prime example was um i hate to say it but uh um oj simpson tiger woods you know, they they made him feel like they're on top of the world till they messed around and, and messed up and he you know killed one of the women or hit one of the women. Then all of a sudden they were you know they were no longer a part of, of their 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 society. Yeah, you black again. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. so. Um, I, I think it, you're, I think you're right. You're absolutely right. Where I think where where some other cultures lack to understand is is that when. When you really embrace your, uh, your your blackness, the beauty of your blackness, your education, your family, of where you are, 
and trying to uh, scrape off the uh, Europeanism that has been, uh, you were indoctrinated with or exposed to because of your ancestors, uh, most people will find that African Americans or black or however so many names they've tried to give us, we are fine uh, uh, being right in our mind. The whole point is right now what I'm saying is what's enough is, is that how can another culture have the audacity uh, to uh, just decide that it's time uh, for another roller coaster of oppression and depression against an innocent culture within your nation, and that needs to be addressed now. And so, and you want to do it legally, and you do it legally through policy. And now, and here we go again. And I'm just <laughs> saying that uh, I'm just trying to say that uh, it is enough. Mm-hmm. And so, and then I'm taking all cultures because they're silent. Why? Uh, the silence of, of of neglect and abuse of taxpayers' money. I don't think the majority of people uh, in Congress is even qualified to even work on a budget when they have for eight years taken out taxpayers' money and done nothing. So, I, so you, so they technically uh, was on congressional welfare because they certainly didn't work. The only thing they worked on was their mind to oppose our president. Now, where is the uh, where is the the voice that uh, the uh, uh, American taxpayers are called about that that you pay these people for eight years to do nothing but obstruct uh, the commander in chief who came into an office uh, where uh, we were in an economic Titanic. Uh, uh, and 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 you just could not see that the the the, the captain who happened to be black was going to uh, uh, get you off that iceberg, and he did. Well, it wasn't the iceberg, and it wasn't the the, the the where the country was. It was who's in charge of the country, and that, that that's all that mattered to the majority of them. That was it. Uh, that's <laughs> what I'm trying. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. That ideology. So I'm back mm-hmm. to. Policy and confrontation, not not, right. not 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 yeah, confrontation of that ideology. I mean, we can put it in plain words or however you want to, some of our entertainers to rap about it. We don't hear the political uh, rappers and things of that in entertainment now because everything is so um, what you call it a gag order based on money or 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 sponsors or who owns what media. Uh, and and so we we find that different people are limited. But again, I was saying I, I want to hear our strong uh, 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 men uh, to support us. And so some of some of us as strong African American women, uh, like the uh, the caller was saying, uh, we have enough pain. And and uh, so I hope that these next four years that uh, we don't become um the, the the guinea pig uh and, and, and the conversation piece uh in our African American uh um male uh population don't address, don't address this demagogue out there. Well well Pat, you know, um last eight years it's been that way. So um <laughs> I mean let's be honest, the last eight years, last twelve years, 
I mean, you can go back. It's been that way. So, yeah, it's time for a change. But hold on for a minute. All right, y'all, we got 20, 25 seconds left in the show. So get on the phone lines. If you're not there, we're going in overtime, all right? 347-838-8622. Um, but, um, Pat, I'm going to go back. I have. I read, Um, I don't know if you was with me at the beginning of the show. No, I was uh, actually at another location, and okay. I've never been on the show read, before. I just found you. Okay, well, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, But I had a quote of the day, okay? And the quote of the day went like this. No man is good enough to govern another man without that other man's consent. You hear me Mm. now? (laughs) That was the quote of the day. Okay? And that is no truer statement than it has ever been. But now how how do you allow another man to to, um, control you? Uh, govern over you because you don't you fail to educate yourself you allow them to educate you you as as we said before you don't know policy you don't know the law okay you, you're falling for the okie doke the the illusion of inclusion you know uh and, and things like that but it's changing i have to admit and i and for a long time i was one of the ones who was like man there is no hope but i do see change i do see hope but um, it, it, it's, it's slow moving and it's going to be slow moving. If, if we're looking for major, major change during our lifetimes, I, I don't know. But hopefully when my child reaches my age, it, hey, you know, they're, they're hot and popping. But we, we have to educate our We have to keep educating. Um, start working, like we say a lot of times, start working on the local level to change policy and law. That, that, right. That's what you have to do. You know, many people say, well, no, you got to start at the top. No, you cannot start at the top <laughs> because you still you may start at the top, but that you still have to deal with what you got going on in your neighborhood. You understand what I'm saying? In your little city or state town. So you have to start there and then we can enact this change. Um, it, it's. Of course, we're going to get hit in the head. Of course, you know, they're going to do their little tactics like always, like out there in South Dakota. You know, they're still turning dogs and hoses on people. Uh, <laughs> you know, even when people protesting, they're doing it here still. So, yeah, we're going to get hit on the head, but we got to keep, as the kids say today, you got to keep grinding or you got to keep eating. How did, that's what they said, I think. Yeah, you got to keep eating. You know, just keep going, keep going. Because as soon as you show that little bit of crack, in, in your armor, they got you. They have you. You know, and, think, and that's, I, you're right. I uh-huh. think one of the most insulting things that happened was uh, Congress closed uh, pursuing giving Michigan more funding. They quietly just did it uh, less than a week ago. And yet, Michigan was one of the defining states that voted for the president elect. So, <laughs> you, you know, it's not like I'm getting high blood pressure or anything over this thing. But uh, uh, that's where one of the writers of the New York Times said, this is not normal. It's almost like, uh, is anyone really thinking? Because my understanding, in Pennsylvania, there there was uh, train and bus strikes two, three days before the election that people have never heard of before. Uh, Mm -hmm. There were were also... uh, uh, that people won't hear about was there were people actually went into communities and was giving people uh, substances and things to make sure they there were a lot of things that uh, that was just not normal. But we have one 
group of people that are bold in their policies and bold in 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 twisting those policies uh, to have a one rule regime. And I, I, there's a problem with that when you when when your particular um, uh, group is not in charge or in office, you cannot work together. That 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 sends a bad message. Uh, because if I am a, uh, say if I'm a Republican, and uh, because my um, constituency no longer rules, and I've got the majority brought in Democrats, I refuse to support the common good uh, of the uh, of the republic. There's a problem with that. That's why I say we need to get this rest of these 75 million people that didn't vote, or 80 million people didn't vote, and we need to change. Uh, uh, who's in that office where they know how to just basic things that they're supposed to be leading uh, and being role models for the next generation. Uh, so you're telling me we have people in office that are lawyers that don't know how to uh, compromise, they don't know how to uh, strategically negotiate, and then they don't know how to uh, to agree to disagree uh, unless they are one hundred percent in control. Now I have a problem with that. <laughs> but that's the way it works. I.e., um, the, the the same situation. And, and Trump just told you how to showed you how to do it with that deal with Carrier. You know, the only thing you heard was, well, you know, he saved jobs from going to to Mexico and stuff like that. Yeah, but little was it known he gave that he gave that company a big tax break. You know, the state of Michigan gave them some money. And he still didn't stop all the jobs going. But see, that's that's the narrative or, or the propaganda that's being put out, you know, to make him seem like, oh yeah, he's he's really doing all this, and it's not. But that is the way it's done. That was now, the taxpayers, the taxpayers. So yes. here you are saying you're creating. No, you didn't create the job. The people did because it's the people's mm-hmm. taxes that are are paying for the. Uh, large corporations, and at the same time, nobody's addressing the poor. Uh, uh, you're eliminating the middle class, uh, and so how are you? Uh, 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 I call it tax discrimination. So, mm. so how are you going to give uh, big businesses and corporations all these big taxes, and you will not give small businesses the opportunity with the same type of tax break? That's what I'm talking about. But we need to hear that strong uh, male voice uh, and, and, and people that are more educated than, than me and a lot of other people. We need to hear them really just come on out and, like the people say, you should find the truth and the truth shall set you free uh, because mm. they're out there winning, winning with words. So, no, you didn't save uh, 800 jobs. You just simply went in and took taxpayers' money and paid a big business that, that you had knew previously before have some type of dealing with and took mm-hmm. the taxpayers' money. We we might as well just given everybody a tax break and they would have <laughs> saved more money than you giving it back to a corporation. That's right. That's right. You are absolutely correct. And you mentioned the poor people. Let me tell you how 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 uh poor people are, are viewed here in this country. Um number one, they're viewed as collateral damage. Let's be honest. Collateral damage. If by chance something happens and it helps them, fine. But if it doesn't, oh, well, they survive this long. If they don't, well, 
you know, that's part of the genocide plan. There's less people we have to worry about. We'll move on to the next plan. And that's the way it's looked at. And and, and interesting, the thing about it, Pat, is it's just not here in this country. That's a worldwide thought process. See, and and that's another aspect that um, um, uh, the black community or the African-American community need to start paying attention to what's going on across the world. Because a lot of times it mirrors, the United States mirrors what's happening over there. A lot of people think it's the other way around, but no, that is what happens. So like um, when you see um, immigration, a big issue in the UK or Europe, you you know, and you can look at it, it becomes the same thing over here because it's like, um, uh, um, Germany is like a, a, a puppet, United States puppet. So you, you can really, you know, gauge what's going on in Africa. You know, you got China in there buying up Africa like it's crazy. They already own most of America. People don't realize that little, little companies that you buy stuff from every day. If you follow the ownership of things, you find out owned by China, Russia, uh, uh, Taiwan, you know, but people don't believe don't, don't know it. So, so um, make America great again. How are you going to do that? Number one, because we've had this our, our, this conversation on the show before. You know, first you got to tell me when was America great? Because I, you know, looking back on the history, I don't see it. I really don't. Now, um, it's going to take a lot, Pat. It, it's going to take a lot, but I, I do believe that we're getting there, and you will hear more more um um strong brothers and sisters out here on the airwaves you know letting you know i i have a friend and you know me and her talk at least twice two three times a week and and you know she, she's one she's a wonderful person and she's out there doing the same thing i am and i will support you as well you can go on my show and talk about it what you know anytime you want to um but it, it's it's going to take it's going to take it's going to take all of us, and but it's going to be a slow, slow grind. You know, if if those are looking for those are the ones looking for something to turn over real fast, it's not going to happen. And the reason why I say that because um, they're they're in too many powerful spots right now for it to be just overrun like that. You know, what we're doing now has already been considered. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? It's already been considered, and there's already um, an action in place to to combat it. So mm-hmm. as as we, as we become more aware of policy and law and how to deal with it, then we'll come up with with something new that is unexpected, and that's the only way we're gonna do it. But as long as we are here in the streets, beating up, killing each other, um, you know, on, on the airways, calling each other out, each other's name, and you know, the, the, whatever, they don't have anything to worry about. They really that's don't. That's that plantation so game. That's that. That's that plantation game. And at the same right. time, uh, right. these people are strategically meeting. They have their convention of states. Most of the time, they're meeting in Texas. And that's what we saw uh, in that uh, uh, in some of those swing states. This was a very well. Uh, that's why we're calling a movement. It was organized, although people mm-hmm. weren't talking about it. And the convention mm-hmm. of states, or you can Google that. But a lot of that uh, had some impact uh, with uh, 
those uh, votes and some other things as well. But again, uh, uh, what happened in our community, uh, they, some of those uh, talking points of ideology uh, was thrown in there to confuse people. Some voted, some didn't vote, and some of it came right down to agenda line. I'm not voting. There's no woman supposed to be in office. And all the, I mean, they threw every kind of playbook out there with us. They were playing games. And which, mm-hmm. if when people would have thought about it, you were not voting for a woman. You were voting for, now you found out, a whole administration. <laughs> <laughs> you were, and, and the woman brought a man. I mean, they played that game good. That's what I was talking about. So I probably would take your email and plan it more and, and stay on one topic and send you some information about me. And I probably would love to find a way of... Um, uh, by the time I plan to retire, so I don't, so I won't have no gag order because I'll, I'll be able to be free, and I can mm-hmm. say what I want to say. <laughs> and I told people, I said, I think I've been in incubation just for this time, the timing of mm-hmm. it, and mm-hmm. uh, to, to to move forward and to be able to uh, address it. And no, I'm not afraid. I think I think I do pretty good at research, but I love panels and and. Right. Uh, and and I know I have, I have to cut my conversation like two or three minutes to give the other person time to respond. So I got to work on that when you when you're dialoguing, and uh, that that that'll be great. But uh, I believe my voice will will be heard. I mean, I'm no stranger. I called the White House when when President Obama was in office, so I would call and leave a recording or something. But uh, <laughs> this particular office. And I say, no, I may not agree with all your policies, but da, 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 just to be very, you know, honest. Uh, but some things he was, do- he was really doing well. But nobody's talking about that. Uh, we were almost financially bankrupt, uh, and, and the Lions were ready to come in and, and take America by the, the, the financial juggler throat. And hmm. President Obama came in. I don't care what people disagree with. He came in, uh, and what was unemployment? Nine percent, ten percent. It was horrible. It created mm-hmm. more than a, a help to create jobs. Not go and and, and take taxpayers' money and and, and and for for corporate. I mean, you know, hundreds of thousands of jobs every month, and and unemployment now is less than five percent, four point five or four point seven percent rounded. And mm-hmm. so your talking point of no jobs and you're not forgotten, that really wasn't the reason. So don't really think that Americans are are that stupid. This was a uh, uh, very racially motivated, uh, 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 no matter what nobody say. That's what this was, and it's, it's dangerous. Whatever people's opinion is that they fail to see, uh, that we put our entire country, because all of us, I said Titanic, because it's like you can be rich, wealthy, you could be in the cook in the kitchen, or whatever. You're all we're all on this boat, and so when put ourselves in a um, a, a national security risk, uh, not knowing uh, uh, the, the the potential of another country that's playing games with us as well, that's very dangerous when you have someone that with no uh, qualifications like that in in in, in the in, in the temperament, and and uh, and everybody knows that Putin is KGB, uh, you, you know. So Putin is rooting for number one. 
Uh, he also is very close alliance with with China. Uh, there's a um, one area where some of China's uh, um, uh, residents and Putin's residents they're right in the same area where uh, there are maybe four hundred thousand, four hundred, you know, four million Chinese, and maybe four thousand, uh, a couple hundred thousand of Russians, and they live very close together. So now you know Russia and China are very, very close uh, uh, allies. And so, why then would you put America at this risk? And and make a almost a, uh, a traitor type comment when you uh, uh, disrespect the president of this United States and uh, the president elect said that he said that uh, Putin was a stronger leader than our president and that was a very dangerous remark and I'm very objective and so mm-hmm. that's that's what I'm trying to say I, I, that's 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 very dangerous, and, and because the same person as the KGB that took Snowden, didn't he, and 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 the NSA and got him over there somewhere now, and you mm-hmm. are happy with this person? There's something wrong. Like the the guy at the New York Times again said, "This is not normal." <laughs> you're, you're talking about somebody that's a, a political python that you're gonna you're gonna put in your house, uh, and in time. Uh, it is literally uh, going to suffocate you. And the next thing you'll do, you'll be looking right in its face when it's getting ready to devour you, and that's Putin. <laughs> so that's, that's a dangerous thing. So we'll see. We'll, that's why I'm saying we need to hear them voices out there so uh, that the response will either have this president-elect to not take action or pause before he does and, and put our country on the brink uh, of uh, turmoil. And that's what I mean when I'm talking about national security. Uh, as African Americans, we always will survive. Uh, True. Our, we will. But this is, this is far greater than this is, this is like national security, uh, things you can damage in four years. Uh, it's just, it's just un- like they said, this is just not normal. And it's weird that if somebody, if you were that racism uh, and mm-hmm. hatred and bigotry, uh, that you would put someone in leadership to risk a nation. That's what I mean. That is a very serious statement that we are at that point. And the whole world is looking, and not only the whole world looking, but really, listen, the world really knows what the real reason was, mm. no matter how well, many games you play. Well, you know, and, and and I'm glad you mentioned that, but uh, before before we get on, I got to tell you, you know, you was mentioning the um, unemployment, and yes, the, the rates are down, however, um, those rates, what what you're giving, you know, we're giving each month of SARS rates. Those aren't the true rates. Uh, there's a place uh, called www.shadowstats.com. Uh, you can go and check those out, and those give you the real, real um, unemployment rates and things of that nature. But 
Um, it is better, but then again, a lot of people just stop looking for jobs. But that's not, eh, you know, you can look at it. But um, that's not saying um, the president, President Obama, didn't do a great job because some things he did well. You're correct, um, and I'm with you. Some things he didn't, and I, you know, I voiced my opinion on that. But he he did better than than most of them, than a lot of them. Um, what else we were talking about here? I wrote I wrote so many notes. <laughs> Um, Putin, Putin, yes, Putin, um, yes, Putin is ex. Well, ain't no, you never ex. That's like being a soldier. You never ex soldier. You're always a soldier. So he's he's KGB, but you know, Putin is a lot like Castro was. You know, you're just not gonna come over here, dictate what I'm gonna do with my country, and I'm gonna sit back and let you to do it. You know, and if you look at the history of the United States, that that is the that is the um, operating moda. You know, that is what you look at Libya, you look at um, Iraq. Uh, they tried Cuba, that didn't work. But uh, as well as some other places. Well, anyway, where would they go? You know, they're coming to take something. They're going, and once they get in, they're going to try and dictate dictate to you how you're supposed to run your government. Um, and you know, Putin was like, no, it's not going to happen. And president Obama, he, he did the best he can and he tried to keep it civil and what have you. And you got, you got, um, 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 Trump coming in now and let's not forget, see, and this is what people have to understand. You looking at Trump. Okay. But you have to look at the people that's going to be behind Trump telling Trump what he needs to do, what he will do. It's not what he needs to do, what he will do. And that's the international bankers, those that have the money that runs the world, okay? That, that is what's really going on. As far as Hillary and her campaign, let's not forget that. And I think I said this last week. The Republicans started on Hillary in 2011 when she was running, when she lost to um, Barack. Obama. They started on her then, and it just got deeper and deeper with the Benghazi thing. So they were already up in arms against her and were determined she just wasn't going to get it. Now, and, and as this election um, cycle went on, I said Trump, and a lot of them said the same thing. You know, Trump just sent it to get some publicity, because I, I truly do not believe he thought he was going to win. <laughs> you know, I don't. But I think he knew he was going to win because he had his son over there, uh, actually over in Russia. And if he didn't know he was going to win, there is no way that he would have divested in all his stock in June. But, so I, but I believe, see, he, I, yeah, but, I believe but he was, knew he was going to win. Well, but that was after after they got into it. I'm sorry, when he first got into this thing, he didn't think he was going to win. And you have to remember, Donald Trump has businesses all over the place. I mean, all over the world, you know, and um, Tillerson, you know, don't think that him and Donald Trump just met each other. You know, no, <laughs> you know, so. But I'm, I'm just saying that if he didn't know, if he was not assured of a win, there is no way that he would have in June uh-huh. sold okay. the, he sold the majority of his stock. And later you're probably going to find out uh, one of the former mayors of New York also had ties into the FBI. So this is a great, uh, the first 
presidential reality show that we will see live of stuff that's <laughs> going to come from under there in the next uh, uh, three to four months that's going to be. Because uh, uh, usually a, a person with a narcissistic type of attitude and a demagogue, mm-hmm. they always think that they're smarter uh, than mm-hmm. any anyone else. But some of the things uh, will be will come out only because they can see the national security risks that's in, in involved, and so no, everybody wasn't able to cover their tracks, and no, they underestimated the intelligence of the United States. Mm. Although some things were put in, um, in 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 snail motion, and they didn't want to address it before the end of mm-hmm. the campaign. And you're, you're, mm-hmm. so, so you're absolutely right. And they had a uh, foundation set up with Bannon. Uh, and some of the others, uh, 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 I don't know if it's American Heritage, but they actually had a uh, a lab type, uh, a, a data lab on on uh, on Hillary Clinton. You're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. They, uh, a data lab. I mean, really, like you're talking about, you're looking for a cure for something, but they were looking mm-hmm. for, let us find this cure that this election will not happen. So you're absolutely right. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. And, um, right. And another interesting thing was Trump had a data lab down in San Antonio, Texas, full of scientists telling him where he needed to campaign at and, <laughs> you know, how, how many right. um, yeah. was he going to win? You know, why everybody else, you know, slacking off, yeah, we got this. He had scientists figuring out, okay, you need to go back here. You need to go back there. On the dead election, this is where you need to be. You need to campaign hard right here. But nobody realized that. Why? Because the man, <laughs> it's a machine. It's a machine. Put it that way. It's a machine, and machine is, was running just right, just right. But you know, it, it, it's an interest. It was an interesting campaign to say the least. I mean, you had two candidates, and honestly, either one of them, both of them, should be in prison somewhere. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, people are saying that too, but. Huh? Go ahead. I'm looking at like if I'm looking at like if Atlantic City was. America. That's how I'm looking uh-huh. at because I, I wouldn't have a lot to measure uh, Hillary on in that, but I'm, for Trump I could. If Amer- if Atlantic City was America, and you made Atlantic City great again, now what happened when it didn't? Because Trump is Trump. It's for Trump. Because I mean I'm looking at his sign. The biggest thing I could see would be his name, not America not make America great again, not the Constitution of we the people, but it's Trump. So that's that narcissistic uh, uh, demagogue type of attitude right there. So if Atlantic City City was little America and you went in there and you told uh, uh, the politicians of Atlantic City you were going to make Atlantic City great again, and then you pulled in all the people that you know and whatever you wanted to do, and in the end, uh, when your policy did not work, you handed it off to someone else. And I want to know how many times did you come back when those people lost their jobs and that city went into decay, uh, did you come back to America? No, because it had no more uh, benefit and mm-hmm. everything. Uh, that has sure uh, Trump wouldn't want your four hundred thousand dollars a year. Why would I need your four hundred thousand dollars a year when I've got access to billions in all of these different departments that I'm going to run? Four hundred thousand dollars. Right. That's a great point. That's a great point. <laughs> That's a great point. 
You know, let's not forget, he even said, I ain't paid taxes in 10 years. I'm smart. <laughs> and I ain't paying because I'm smart, you know? <laughs> well, so, hey, we in for so a I'm ride. Looking I'm looking at character, so yeah, that's I what I'm trying well, to say. I'm, I know, I'm but, but, doesn't that, but doesn't that fit the narcissistic type? <laughs> you know, yes, you know, right. yes, right, yes. And so that's yeah. why you're going to need people like you and other people uh, that have more uh, ability to keep uh, form going, and at the same time, uh, uh, you see, in four years, that's a good potential. There are some high school mm-hmm. students coming out of high school uh, that they would be graduating uh, out of college uh, mm-hmm. in a political science degree. That's what I, I mean. Uh, you, uh, right. you, you, you know, that recruitment. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. uh, we got to have voting parties. Uh, mm. uh, uh, political parties and things of that nature, uh, uh, and turn it into our own way of our culture. Uh, if, mm. you can, uh, if you can rap about the woman cooking cornbread, you can rap about the man uh, debating the policy. They used to do that. I mean, really, that's what I mean by policy. Oh, I, I understand. But see, you have to realize also um, once once that got a little bit um, too deep for them, what do they do? They go and buy those companies out and say, okay, you finna work for me, and this is what you're gonna you're gonna rap about. I don't want to hear anything else. Either you rap about this or you don't. I got you under contract, and that's it. Now you remember the prince changed his name because they tried to pull that with him. That's when he went right. to the symbol. They were calling him Symbol Man. That was one of the reasons why. Because they were like, right. no, you, you know, and Prince was like, no. And Mike did the same thing. People don't realize it. You know, a lot of Mike music. He was telling stories about the government, but they, you know, they kept they kept the distraction up about him being a pedophile and what have you. To people didn't right. pay attention to the words of his song, you yeah, know. Assassination. Right, right. So, you know, first of all, we got we have to um, once again uh, go back to get some resources so we can um, do that. Uh, you know, we we can go ahead and get the message out even more ways, uh, but we 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 work on it, Pat. But I got to get up out of here. So, but before I let you go, you know, I, I usually um, give you the last words. So go ahead and get your last words in for today. But thank you for calling. I really appreciate it. Great conversation. Thank you. Anytime you want to. All right, go ahead and get your last words in. I'm 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 looking forward to it, and that's rumbling politics. All right. <laughs> All righty. And thank you once again. Great, great show. Oh, man. You know what? I, I, man, I'm smiling so big right now. You know, the, the, just to know that someone like Pat is actually listening to me um, on the, on my show, man, I'm grinning from ear to ear. I, I Remember I tell you all all the time, it only takes that one person that, that makes you feel like you've made a difference. Wow. <laughs> I don't know what to say. I'm about ready to, the the, the boy, good Lord have mercy. (laughs) But anyway, hey, y'all, thank you for listening. It's been fun, a great show. Um, Open mic, that's what it was. Um, Wow. Hey, man, I hate to tell y'all this now. Um, Because my next show will not be until the 30th. Yeah, my next show won't be until the 30th of December. Because I'll be out of town. Uh, until then but hey y'all know i'll be checking things out so when we come back we have a lot to talk about um but 
Thank you, Pat. Um, you gave me a lot to work on. Miss Lady, I hate you had to hang up before you got your last words in, but we'll work on that show for you as uh, also. Um, for everybody else there listening, if you got anything, ideas for me, just hit me up at Eric Let's L-E-T-S Talk at gmail.com, okay? Um, it's been fun. been real. Ooh, let's keep grinding, y'all. Keep eating. Keep eating. We'll be all right in the end. All right, just remember, keep smiling, show appreciation, forgive with an open heart, but make sure you're forgiving yourself first. And the biggest and best thing, learn to laugh at yourself, baby, because you can laugh at yourself, everything else is gravy. All right, well, you know, I had, I tell y'all, man, I had some songs planned for the day that was right on time, and I don't know why they didn't upload. Those who have shows on Blog Talk, y'all understand how that goes. You think you're uploading it, then you get on your show and look at the studio, and for some reason it's not there. So, oh, well, but y'all know I always got my favorite on standby. Y'all know this. <laughs> so y'all have a good week, man, and um, I'll see y'all on the 30th of December. Enjoy your time with your family, and um, see you when I see you. Enjoy. Love y'all. Uh, take y'all out of here with my boy, Mr. L.J. Reynolds, and come get to this because I like to groove like that. Lady, y'all have a good one.
Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.